Progressive News Network, our Sunday show. My name is Janine Moloff, and I am the producer and host. Well, there was a lot of news this week. In fact, so much that when I was, if any of you watched, or rather watched, listened routinely, you know we have a few humorous um, uh, humorous sections, humorous features to kind of break away from uh, the very serious stories because you can only listen to serious stuff for so long and then you need a little break from it. And uh, one of them is, you know, our Jackass of the Week Award. And this week, oh, Lordy, there were so many jackasses or the, the female version of Jenny Good Lord, it was hard to pick. I'm just going to tell you that right now. So we have a couple of them this week. We also have another feature, My Little Margie. And My Little Margie is all about the wild and insane misadventures of our uh, of our present blonde Neanderthal in the Congress, namely Marjorie Taylor Greene. So we have that. And, of course, we also have, as another feature, the, what I call the erudite stylings of Randy Rainbow. Uh, I love his parodies. They are hilarious. Uh, and he hits it right on the topic. So I don't know if you got to see our advert, so I'm going to get started now. Um, I got in trouble on Facebook again. Uh, I got into an argument with somebody who was actually defending Jason Aldean and his virulent uh, racist lyrics in his latest little song, Try That in a Small Town. Um, look, I downloaded the lyrics. There was no guesswork there, all right? It, it was pure racism. No, you know, it was basically a clarion call to a lynch mob, nothing more. Uh, and, you know, when racists do that, they don't specify. Of course not. So when Aldine says, I didn't mention any specific race, well, duh, no, you didn't. Instead, what they do is they imply, they make, you know, they make statements that imply that a certain group, which shall not be mentioned, is causing all the problems, all right? You know, Aldine may be a bit of an idiot, but the rest of us aren't. So I got into this argument with this person, and, uh, you know, somehow she got into the whole military thing, and anyway, I said that, well, my father served in the Navy, Naval Aviation fire, fight, Firefighting. And I think I mentioned something like, and he was one tough little Jew. Facebook came back and cited me and blocked me from some things saying that it was, quote, hate speech. Now, keep in mind, I was talking about my own father and my own ethnic and religious group. But to Facebook, that was hate speech. Keep in mind, this woman could defend Jason Aldean. They could put his lyrics up there, and that wasn't called hate speech by Facebook. But me referring to my own father as a tough little Jew was. Apparently now I can't say the J word. All right, which, again, mentioning Jew is not, a, it's not hate speech. But once again, I found that entertaining, um, if not really enraging. So uh, I don't know if you saw the advert or not, okay? Uh, I'm toying with the idea of creating our own website so that we don't have to put up with Facebook anymore. All right. So this week, and keep in mind, all our shows are archived, so you can listen to them at any time. So this week, the headline is the GOP, that's Republicans, for those of you not aware, 
the GOP embraces child abuse for profit and privilege. So there's two central stories here. Um, I'm going to discuss the systemic child abuse and child reckless endangerment on the Texas border along the Rio Grande River, sponsored by none other than Republican Governor Greg Abbott. Now, Governor Abbott ordered DPS, Department of Public Safety, don't you love the irony of that title, Um, Department of Public Safety officers to push small children and babies of migrants back into the treacherous waters of the Rio Grande River. Okay, He's also ordered troopers to deny, to refuse to give water to small children, women, babies, in 100-plus degree temperatures. Now, besides being an obvious and egregious human rights violation, Governor Abbott's orders could be interpreted, yes, as child abuse and reckless child endangerment. Now, in spite of this obvious abuse, social workers in Texas do nothing. Now, no adult should be granted the right to abuse any child, and that includes governors and, yes, presidents or in this case ex-presidents as well are presidential hopefuls so this rapidly evolving story is our first segment now before i was a journalist i was an educator you know i was in a school system for 30 years and in many states i think practically every state people like social workers teachers yes law enforcement officers doctors nurses whatever they're all what's called mandated reporters so if any abuse or neglect or child endangerment is even suspected they are legally required to report it and it doesn't matter if the person doing committing the abuse is a governor or a president or whatever and they're required to do that upon pain of them being uh, upon pain of criminal prosecution. In other words, if a mandated reporter fails to report and something happens to that child, yes, that mandated reporter will also get jail time. You can't cover it up. And I don't care. You know, I can hear people just go, well, these are illegal. They're undocumented. It doesn't matter. Child abuse is child abuse. It doesn't matter what the documented uh, status of that child is. It's irrelevant. So that's our first segment. Our second segment uh, deals with the revocation of laws forbidding abusive and dangerous child labor. Now, once again, the GOP of Trump has rushed to embrace child labor with no limitations. And it is indeed ironic that this is the same GOP, the same Republican Party that claims to be the, get this, pro-life party while pushing such evil and inhumane policies. Okay. I've said it before, and I will say it again before I get into the story. You can't call yourself pro-life with all that level of sanctimonious fervor unless you are all of the following. And you mean all. Unless you are anti-war, unless you are um, anti-police um, state, unless you are um, for a living wage, for... for um, Health care for everybody, no matter what your economic status is, uh, unless you're vegan, unless you're anti-death penalty, unless you're all these things, you have no business taking that high and mighty tone that you're pro-life just because you think that the alleged rights of a clump of fetal tissue is more important than anyone else. Okay doesn't work that way. 
Alrighty. And so then after we do those two stories, I'm kind of a little wordy today. I, I'm in a mood. Uh, my little Margie is back. And I said earlier, what will our little blonde Neanderthal in the U.S. Congress do next? And then, of course, we will have the Jackass of the Week Award and the Erudite Stylings of Randy Rainbow. Uh, also, uh, a little bit of an editorial at the end. Final thoughts. Let's move on with the show. All righty. So let's go on with this. Scrolling down, I have a lot to get through, and this is a long, long document. Okay. So let's go to the story where this all started. Texas governor, Republican governor, Greg Abbott, uh, has this program, Operation, call, I think he calls it Operation Lone Star. And he, among the things in that Operation Lone Star are clear and distinct written instructions for troopers to, yes, toss migrant children and their parents and babies into the Rio Grande River, period, rather than let them gain access to the land. Again, how's that for pro-life? Hmm? The hypocrisy. And, and ironically, some of these troopers are from the Department of Public Safety. I mean, the irony of that title is just, it's, oh, you want to scream. All right. So the first story I have documenting this is from The Guardian, which is a British newspaper. They do good work, though. Um, not though, they do good work. So this is a piece written by uh, Gloria Oladipo and agencies writing for The Guardian. The headline reads, Texas Trooper says they were told to push children into Rio Grande and deny migrants walk water. Trooper employed by Greg Abbott's initiative expressed concern over inhumane actions in email reviewed by The Guardian. So the Texas Troopers... They were in Greg Abbott's Border Patrol initiative, and I don't know a lot about that yet. My understanding is uh, quite a few Republican governors are taking their rights to have their own, I guess, private army, if you will, through the um, National Guard or at the state level or their Border Patrol, whatever you want to call it. And he's, he calls it his Border Patrol initiative. And according to emails sent by a state employee. Now, the state employee is a man named Nicholas Wingate. Now, he is not only a trooper, but also he's considered a trooper medic. So I'm going to read this exactly as written in the article. Quote, Texas troopers employed by Greg Abbott's Border Patrol Initiative were instructed to push children into the Rio Grande and deny migrants water in extreme heat, according to emails sent by a state employee. Nicholas Wingate, a trooper medic from the state's Department of Public Safety, expressed concern over inhumane actions toward migrants in a 3rd of July email to supervisors and reveals other unreported incidents involving migrants. The Houston Chronicle first reported. Okay, end quote. So if some of y'all want to complain, well, Janine, you're just liberal windbag or whatever this is based on reporting not just from the guardian but from the houston chronicle last time i checked houston was in texas okay um now it goes on to say quote the email which the guardian independently reviewed gives a report of weekly events from 24th of june to the 1st of july 
detailing several cases of migrants being caught or injured by barbed wire in Eagle Pass, a Texas city along the U.S. border with Mexico, end quote. Now, I'm going to add to it because we're going to get into the story. They weren't just caught in barbed wire. What Texas state government did, they got these big barrels and they wrapped them in barbed wire. And then basically this wire went just throughout, okay, so that you have an area along Eagle Pass, which they'll say later is low visibility, but it's high water. So, you know, it's essentially a drowning machine. And Greg Abbott has to know that. So let's move on to this quote. In the email, Wingate calls for several policy changes to prevent further injury to migrants, including removing barrels wrapped in razor wire in the river, end quote. Razor wire, just another term for barbed wire. You know, the kind of thing they put on fences in, you know, state penitentiaries. Okay. Mm. Need a little water myself. There's a direct quote from Wingate. Quote, the wire and barrels in the river needs to be taken out as this is nothing but an inhumane trap in high water and low visibility. He also told officials to reverse orders to withhold water from migrants, end quote. Again, this is a drowning machine. Make no mistake about it. Wingate went on to say, quote, due to the extreme heat, the order to not give people water needs to be immediately reversed as well. Wingate End quote. Wingate, excuse me, Wingate wrote, the Chronicle reported. Uh, apparently, Wingate also added, quote, I believe we have stepped over a line into the inhumane, end quote. Now, Mr. Wingate is to be commended, okay? I only wish he had come forward earlier, but he did come forward. So now we have a spokesperson for the Texas Department of Safety, uh, and the official's name is Travis Considine. And he, Mr. Considine, claimed that the accounts that Trooper Wingate provided were allegedly under, quote, internal investigation, end quote. Uh, The article goes on to say that Considine, quote, said the department has no directive or policy that instructs troopers to withhold water from migrants or push them back into the river, end quote. (coughs) Excuse me. That's Mr. Considine right there. That, that. What he, what Considine just claimed, is just nothing but a barefaced lie. Okay. Now Wingate wrote further on the 30th of June. He wrote that quote troopers treated a four-year-old girl who passed out from heat exhaustion after she attempted to pass through the wire amid 100 degrees Fahrenheit conditions. Texas National Guard soldiers pushed her and her group back towards Mexico. End quote. This is, these are quotes from the Guardian article, okay? But it's what when it's the content that Wingate wrote. Four-year-old little girl and the Texas National Guard soldiers pushed this four-year-old little girl, as well as her group, back into the water. My. The article goes on to say, quote, the same day a pregnant woman was treated after troopers found her caught in the wire and in extreme pain. The woman was having a miscarriage, and emergency responders took her to a hospital, okay, end quote. So at least they did that, but again, it's distinctly possible that the reason she was in a miscarriage was because of that situation, okay? 
The article goes on to say, quote, one teenager also broke his leg trying to avoid the wire and had to be carried by his father. It goes on to say, quote, in a separate case on the 25th of June, troopers discovered a group of 120 people along a fence on the river. The group, including small children and infants who were nursing, were exhausted and hungry, but a commanding officer ordered troops to, quote, push the people back into the water and go to Mexico, end quote, according to this email written by Wingate. Okay. If some of you on the conservative side that want to find an excuse for your beliefs aren't feeling profound shame by now, then you're monsters. Okay. This is not about whether or not we have migrants that are undocumented. This is about allowing National Guardsmen and state troopers to create conditions that essentially commit murder. Then because it's the murder of people of color, y'all don't care. That's what it's about. This is about racism, virulent racism, plain and simple. These people coming across, I saw photographs. These are not gangsters. These are families with small children. They all look exhausted. Shame on y'all. But this is what's happening, and it, it, it makes my blood boil. We've done a lot of stories about this type of situation. I've written about it as well. Okay, so the White House did weigh in. Uh, the White House Press Secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, did tell Associated Press reporters um, Tuesday that, you know, if the troop, if Trooper Wingate's account was true, then it was, quote, abhorrent and dangerous. Okay, that's nice. Uh, the Associated Press piece also said that Democrats in the Texas Capitol were planning on investigating the situation. Again, when I look at all these situations, I see a clear pattern. And what I see are Republicans pushing incredibly cruel policies that basically are based on their foul racism and other forms of bigotry because they honestly, I guess, believe that white Christian males are better than everyone else and no one else deserves human rights. Uh, It's my opinion. I'll stand by it. But I also see corporate Democrats, whether at the state level or at the federal level, doing nothing other than wringing their hands, but essentially enabling these cruel patterns, these cruel policies. The only people I see actually fighting this cruelty are, yes, the radical left, if you want to call that, basically the progressives, the squad. I don't see any corporate Democrats coming forward. And if you're enabling it and remaining silent, then you are essentially giving license to these cruel policies. Period. I know this isn't very objective. I don't care at this point in time. We're talking about tossing little children and babies into the Rio Grande River. For no other reason except these people are undocumented. Oh, yeah, they happen to be people of color. This is evil. And the party that sponsors this, namely the GOP, cannot claim then to be pro-life. Doesn't work that way. Okay. 
Now, Corinne Jean-Pierre for the White House also said, quote, we are talking about the bedrock values of who we are as a country and the human indecency that we are seeing. If this is true, it is just completely, completely wrong, end quote. Now, here's the problem with what she said. It's a very cautious statement. I don't like the caution. Does she or does President Biden actually believe that Trooper Wingate would risk his job, uh, risk the wrath of fellow troopers by telling lies about this? This trooper's risking everything because he has essentially no whistleblower protections for all practical purposes. And there's photos, folks. So, yes, it is happening. Now, there was also mention of a a spokesperson for the Department of Homeland Security who did condemn the reported actions but did not say, quote, whether the agency was planning to investigate the allegations, end quote. I'd like to know why the hell not. You have a human rights human rights abuses happening on the Texas border. And this is where I get really angry. Don't get me wrong. I I will never vote for a monster like Donald Trump. I'll hold my nose, and if I have to vote for Biden again, I will. But this is on his watch. And the fact is this. When you have this type of egregious human rights violations happening on our border, I would, if I were president, I would have a major problem with a spokesperson from the Department of Homeland Security saying that they weren't sure if they were going to investigate. No, you'd be investigating. In fact, not just Homeland Security, DOJ should be stepping in. And actually, later in this report, DOJ has stepped in. But these very cautious remarks... You know what? I, I'm really getting tired of this pattern of false equivalence. All right? You know, if you have a progressive that does one bad thing, then you have to pretend that, that one small bad thing is as bad as all the other big bad things that the other side's doing. You know? So, for instance, and I, go, I'm, I know I'm kind of uh, going off on a tangent here. Some Some years ago, Senator Al Franken was accused of Uh, basically creating a hostile work environment for female employees. Apparently he was handsy. Did he rape anybody? No, there weren't any allegations of that. But he created an uncomfortable situation, and he, you know, the pressure was brought to bear, and he resigned. Okay, fine. You know, if he did that, then then he should have resigned. But now we have an ex-president who... Several women have come forward and said he's raped them. We have an ex-president, namely Donald Trump, who has stolen national security documents and kept them where almost anybody could access them, including enemy governments. Uh, We have the same ex-president that, in my opinion, helped incite an insurrection against the United States government. You know, the same ex-president that helped incite the idea of murdering his own vice president. And somehow, all those misdeeds are the same as what Al Franken did? No, it's not. So I'm not doing this false equivalency nonsense. Okay. But I am holding the Biden administration accountable. All right. This is an instance where we have a human rights disaster, human rights crimes on our border that 
Texas shares with Mexico. And those of you who live in border states, you know, once again, you can have border security without tossing little children and babies into the goddamn Rio Grande River. I just get really hot about this. Okay? I just do. Luckily, when I write, I'm much calmer. But this is just a live show, folks. All right. So the Republican congressman uh, who is responsible for the South Texas congressional district that includes the border is a man named Tony Gonzalez. He did tweet, quote, border security should not equal a lack of humanity. Okay. End quote. I salute him then. He's a Republican, but at least he did the bare minimum of saying this is wrong. Now, saying it's wrong and then turning a blind eye to it is not adequate. This needs to be corrected immediately, yesterday. So what happened? Once this, you know, hit, once the proverbial, I'm going to say a bad word, once the proverbial shit hit the fan, the troopers finally refused to obey what they consider to be illegal orders. They refused their supervisor's orders, uh, and they cited, quote, the very real potential of exhausted people drowning, end quote. Uh, several of these troopers that apparently went unnamed, but they did express their concerns to the commanding officer. But they were told, according to what Wingate wrote, quote, to, quote, tell the migrants to go to Mexico and get into our vehicle and leave, end quote. Uh, Wingate also wrote that other Border Patrol employees provided care to migrants after they left. Now, Wingate also wrote in his email, quote, we need to operate it correctly in the eyes of God. We need to recognize that these are people who are made in the image of God and need to be treated as such, end quote. Now, Wingate's email also added that the barbed wire that's been basically strewn throughout the Rio Grande River at that point quote, forces people to cross in other areas that are deeper and not as safe for people carrying kids and bags. It should be noted that additional instances of drownings were not reported. Now, Wingate's email also revealed that, you know, these additional drownings in the Rio Grande, many of them were not also reported. So, you know, it's a little redundant there, but that's what it is. On the 1st of July, there was a mother and one of her two children that drowned while crossing the river, quote, as federal border patrol agents saw the family struggling. So in other words, these federal border patrol agents, okay, not, not from Texas, federal border patrol agents, they saw this mother and her little children drowning, and they just stood, just stood there and watched. That's it. So tell me how in the hell you can be pro-life. Now, the mother and one of her children were taken from the water, and they were pronounced dead after arriving at the hospital. They were taken by emergency responders. Uh, This is based on what Wingate wrote. Uh, Wingate also wrote that as for the second child, the second child was never found. So we can assume that that baby drowned too. This is what we're dealing with, people. Mm. Need a little drink here. I, for the life of me, cannot understand 
the ugliness, bigotry, and hate coming from alleged white Christians regarding the border issue. Don't get it. And they can say, well, Janine, you live in the Midwest. You're not in a border state. Well, that's true. I'll grant you that. Of course, in the 90s, we had a lot of migrants, mainly coming from Bosnia, spoke no English. Okay, We dealt with it. We have an international institute here in St. Louis. We helped them. We didn't try and drown them. And we have a river here, so if we were prone to drowning people, we could just take them down to the, to the riverside. But we didn't. Okay? Now, um, they also, this article also quoted a county sheriff from Maverick County. And his name is Tom Schmerber. Now, apparently, Sheriff Schmerger, this is hard to say, Sheriff Tom Schmerber from Maverick County has supported the idea of the state sending workers to the border. But he also told the Associated Press that he was just take, taken aback, just really disgusted by what Wingate had written. Um, Schmerber was quoted as saying, quote, I don't agree with whatever they were told to do. That's not something that's part of our mission. You know, I know that we're here to protect and serve no matter who it is. You know, either immigrants or U.S. citizens. But we're not going to do any harm to anybody, end quote. Well, unfortunately, that's just not the truth because they are doing harm. Um, there was a there was a statement here that just plainly said, "quote A representative from the governor's office could also not be reached for immediate comment." Okay. Now, Governor Abbott has been criticized for his treatment of migrants and the methods he used in terms of his, you know, the methods he used for his Operation Lone Star plan, okay? But the state also approved $5.1 billion with a B for that same plan. Now, Abbott announced, according to this article, quote, Abbott announced last month that a barrier of buoys, 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 excuse me, would be installed in the Rio Grande to prevent migrants from swimming across into the U.S. Okay, those, bu- those buoys or whatever you call them, they're just what? They're just going to take place of the barrels because the barrels do the same thing. Barrels wrapped in barbed wire throughout, strewn across that that shoreline and deep into the water. How is that? It's, it's the same thing. Um, there is a quote here from the Texas State Director of the League of United Latin American Citizens, a man named Rodolfo Rosales, and he did criticize Abbott's plan. To quote Rosales, as he explained to CBS News, quote, we view it as a chilling reminder of the extreme measures used throughout history by elected leaders against those they did not regard as human beings, seeking only to exterminate them regardless of the means employed, end quote. And I commend Mr. Rosales. He said it perfectly. Okay. There is, in terms of the intent Really, no difference between what Governor Abbott is doing now and what Adolf Hitler did to Jews, gays, some Catholics, intellectuals, and so on. Because those were groups that were regarded by the Nazi machine as subhuman. And Governor Abbott is also viewing migrants of color as subhuman. 
you know, this is an instance where whether it's Jason Aldean or, you know, Greg Abbott or Donald Trump, you have people that back policies that, yes, are modeled after the Nazi machine, but they don't want to be called out as bigots and Nazis, neo-Nazis. And then they get all incensed. Well, tough. If you're going to act like a Nazi, then newsflash, you are a Nazi. And as a Jew who lost family in the Holocaust, yes, ma'am, I can say that. Now, Beto O'Rourke, who ran against Abbott, did speak out on this. He also blew the whistle. Beto also demanded that the feds get involved. Okay? Um, To quote O'Rourke, Beto O'Rourke, quote, everything that he's doing right now, especially around Eagle Pass, is illegal. Placing a floating barrier, for example, it's a series of buoys that are connected with netting underwater. It's effectively a drowning device, end quote. Now, what Beto did there is clarify it. The other news media didn't fully explain it. These are floating barriers, okay? They're not called buoys, but these barrels wrapped in barbed wire are do the same thing as buoys, but they're also connected with netting underwater, you know, like you trap, for instance, fish to kill them, like you trap sharks to kill them. It's the same mechanism. And what O'Rourke said is true. Quote, it's effectively a drowning device. That's it. Okay? So this is in an area with high water and low visibility. It's impossible to safely navigate this trap. Now, the governor and the head of the Texas Department of Public Safety They also admitted as much in response to what Beto O'Rourke said, quote, saying, well, maybe this will deter people from even trying to cross, end quote. God, could you be any more cruel? And again, this article talks about barrels wrapped in razor wire under the surface of the river. Razor wire, barbed wire, it's the same thing. It slices and dices and rips apart flesh. So much so that, yes, you can sustain a fatal wound. Make no mistake about it. And then there's netting underneath as well. Now, does the barbed wire go down into the netting? I don't know. It could be. All right. So the people are getting entangled and entrapped. And, you know, once again, this is according to what Beto had to say. This was a piece on alternate. And um, Department of Public Safety troopers are, quote, literally pushing those migrants, including children and infants, back into the river and in exposed conditions where the temperature has been over 100 degrees, not for days, but for weeks, end quote. Okay? And so, you know, they quoted, again, I'm going, I lost my place here. Uh, There is a quote here, and it says it all. It says it, quote, Greg Abbott has blood on his hands. And I would agree. Yes, he does. Not that he cares. You know, in the GOP right now, it seems like there is a race to see which Republican can be more cruel than the others. And it's because Donald Trump got this whole thing started. Okay? 
And that's what's happening here. And it's really disgusting. So let's move on. I'm going to check our time here. Okay. Uh, I am going to take a break right now, and I will be back in a second. And we're back. I promise I will get better with the tech. All righty, so we're still on this story about the child abuse happening, human abuse really, but especially child abuse happening along the Texas border. And we heard an official allegedly say from the Department of Homeland Security they weren't sure, you know, this is bad, but they weren't sure if they were going to investigate. Well, DOJ beat them to it. So there is a piece here written by Jeremy Wallace, and it was published in the Houston Chronicle, July 19th, a little while ago. The headline says, Justice Department looking into Texas treatment of migrants at border after Trooper raises concerns. You know, as far as I'm concerned, Trooper Wingate deserves a medal. All right. So it turns out the DOJ, federal DOJ, is working with some other federal agencies to to investigate the state of Texas and their treatment of migrants that are trying to cross the border into Eagle Pass, or in Eagle Pass, rather. Now, a spokeswoman for the Justice Department, somebody named Zochito Hinojosa, and I apologize for mispronouncing it, was quoted as saying, quote, the department is aware of the troubling reports, and we were working with the Department of Homeland Security and other relevant agencies to assess the situation. So um, apparently that early report earlier on, Homeland Security wasn't sure. Now they're saying, yeah, we're going to work with DOJ. Again, this is the power of good reporting. Good reporting, blowing the whistle on injustice, blowing the whistle on other abuses, on undemocratic movements. This is the beauty behind journalism. I know I'm on a soapbox today. Just bear with me. So according to this from the Houston Chronicle, Hearst Newspapers reported um, that Monday, which, you know, the week of the 17th, I guess, um, that, quote, a Texas Department of Public Safety trooper raised concerns about orders. He said he and others were given to push small children and nursing babies back into the Rio Grande, and not to give water to migrants, even in extreme heat, end quote. Now, there was an internal email, and this is documented by the HoustonChronicle.com from the trooper, where he, again, this is Wingate, where he described a pregnant woman having a miscarriage. She was caught in the razor wire. Um, There was a four-year-old girl that passed out from the heat exhaustion, and she was pushed back by Texas National Guard soldiers back into the Rio Grande and so on and so forth, okay? You know, I remember during Ferguson, the governor then, which was a Democrat, Jay Nixon, ordered uh, National Guardsmen into Ferguson. And I remember seeing those Guardsmen, many of them 
I swear to God, they were really muscular. I mean, they looked like they were on major roids, just my opinion. But they looked at us like we were germs, like we were subhuman. Now, keep in mind, I'm not black. And they still looked at me like I was an object to be removed. That level of cruel indifference was, it said a lot, okay? I didn't see these people as, you know, basically help. They weren't. You know, In fact, they were positioned on these, in Ferguson, there's a lot of two-story buildings, you know, they're older buildings. They were perched on top of the buildings and pointing AR-15s at us. That's what was happening. All right, so, again, I don't have much faith in the National Guard, but once again, according to this, you know, National Guardsmen, among other things, you know, they saw this 40-year-old baby. She passed out from heat exhaustion when she tried to go through the water, and she was pushed back by National Guardsmen. Wow. Uh, the email, which Trooper Wingate did send to a superior, suggests, quote, that Texas has set traps of razor wire wrapped barrels in parts of the river, again, with high water and low visibility, of course. And there was netting underneath. You know, this is the same type of thing you use to trap what? Sharks? To trap enemy soldiers? These are women with small children and babies. Okay. But this is what we're dealing with. Now, Mexican President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador did condemn the treatment. Um, and that was according to the Dallas Morning News. Uh, as a consequence, uh, President Obrador said he will refuse to meet with Governor Greg Abbott going forward. Obrador said, quote, we are going to keep condemning all the anti-immigrant, anti-Mexican politicians, end quote. Okay. Now, according to this, uh, as based on documentation from the Houston Chronicle, the Texas Department of Public Safety was the group that installed the razor wire. Okay. Now, they also, well, we'll get into that later. Um, the Texas Department of Public Safety said its inspector general is investigating claims in an email. Um, then a day later, a top DPS official quote, refuted that they are doing anything to harm people trying to cross the river, end quote. Again, DPS Lieutenant Chris Olivares said, quote, no trooper has been told to physically push migrants back into the river, end quote. That's a lie. Okay, Wingate has the emails. It's a lie. Uh, and the fact that Lieutenant Chris Olivares has Hispanic name, you know, it's it's bad enough when, and again, I know I'm being very opinionated today, it's bad enough when people outside your group are pushing this type of bigotry and evil. But when they get, you know, if you're trying to harm Hispanics, for instance, other Hispanics to defend what whites are doing, when they get, again, in my own group, other Jews to defend what whites are doing, no. Like maybe two other Jews even, no. There's something to be said for being a traitor against your own. I said it. You know? 
there are people that will turn on their own when they know it is unethical because, you know, they are ambitious and they want to get ahead and in terms of their career. And the way to do that is to go along with those that are doing the abuse. That's it. So shame on you, Lieutenant Olivares. Okay? Again, Trooper Wingate has the emails. The orders were given. Uh, apparently, according to this article, though, uh, regarding what Olivares said, quote, he said when the agency is trying to push migrants back from crossing the river, they mean by demonstrating a show of force to get migrants to turn back to Mexico or go to official ports of entry. It goes on to say, quote, Olivares said DPS has medical units on site that are caring for people who are injured or in distress, end quote. Well, demonstrating a show of force to get them to turn back, that may be true what Olivares is saying. Unfortunately, their choice of tools to, to, basically, to create that show of force happens to be barrels acting as buoys wrapped in barbed wire with intricate netting going all the way down multiple feet to create a drowning machine. So, you know, as far as Olivares said, okay, yeah, they're only trying to show, demonstrate a show of force, but unfortunately that show of force they chose was a drowning machine. So I will amend what I said, and Lieutenant Chris Olivares didn't just lie. He told a lie of omission, okay, which is still a type of lie. There's a reason why when you go to court, they have you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. The whole truth meaning, no, you may not leave things out and tell a lie of omission. And that's precisely what Mr. Olivares did. Okay? Now, there are federal agencies, again, that are irritated by this. Uh, A month ago, there was a document from Border Patrol officials who said, that claim that their agents are having trouble reaching, quote, migrants in distress because of the miles of razor wire put up along the riverbanks around Eagle Pass, end quote. Again, Houston Chronicle. So maybe there are some Border Patrol officials that are trying to at least follow the law barely, but again, they can't reach them because along Eagle Pass, they put up miles of razor wire. Now, when they're saying razor wire, Razor wire, barbed wire, that means it has cutting edges that are meant to slice open human flesh. And there's miles of it. The U.S. State Department said that uh, at this time of this particular article that, quote, Texas hasn't responded to federal requests for more information about a floating buoy barrier Abbott deployed in the Rio Grande in the same, same area earlier this month. End quote. Um, and this article ends with the following quote. Quote, Mexican officials have said the barrier violates treaties it has with the U.S. that govern the use of the river. End quote. And that's true. All right. So that's from Jeremy Wallace of the Houston Chronicle. Okay. This is what we're dealing with, folks. So now we're going to take a little break as I get ready for our second story which deals with the revocation of laws that essentially ended unfair child labor a century ago. Okay?
Okay, and we're back. So once again, I admit I am having a hard time calmly reporting on this. All right, when I hear about child abuse, it makes my blood boil. Make no mistake about it. Governor Abbott is basically guilty of child abuse and reckless child endangerment. And if the state social workers had any integrity whatsoever, they would be reporting him to the legal authorities. A governor is not a dictator, and it's not a mini-monarch. A governor can be held accountable, in which case Governor Abbott would be criminally charged with sponsoring child abuse and reckless child endangerment leading to death. That's it. That's what should be happening. But because these migrants are children of color, they're good people there, just don't seem to care. Okay, and prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I, I would be ecstatic. All right, moving on to our second story. Uh, again, this second hour. And again, this is the GOP, the same Republican Party that claims to be pro-life. Well, apparently they only care about, you know, basically an embryo. They don't care once the kids are here. Because now the, you have several Republican governors that have pushed through the legislature's new laws, which basically once again permit child labor. Now, you'll hear people say, well, you know, work is good for a child. Well, you know, we're not talking about letting your 13-year-old son mow a few lawns around the neighborhood or your daughter or son babysitting for a few extra bucks, or even once they hit 17 or 18, maybe working at the Mackey D's. We're talking about dangerous jobs that put their lives, not, not only their safety and their very lives in jeopardy, but also have these kids working such long hours that it's virtually impossible for them to be able to pay attention in school. So it deprives them of a future because it deprives them of an education. Make no mistake about it. And, you know, those of you who, again, it may sound like I'm anti-white, if that's your interpretation, well, this show's not for you. Because the bottom line is this. Over 100 years ago, if you were an immigrant, a legal immigrant, so if you were an immigrant and you were not deemed sufficiently white or Christian, guess what? Yeah, you wound up working in a sweatshop. My one of my grandfathers did. They locked them in. If there had been a fire, everybody would have perished. If you didn't make quota, they beat the living crap out of these kids. And yes, my grandfather worked as a child laborer in those sweatshops from the time he was about 11 years old. Now, mind you, it was still better than where they came from, which is Poland, because they were uh, Russian Jews. You know, but once again, this is what they dealt with. It's amazing that he did finish high school, and he finished high school by going to night school as an adult. This is what happened. So this is not the same child labor y'all are talking about, okay? So, again, you can't be pro-life if you're pro-abusive ch- child labor. So there's a piece here in the new, from the New Republic. It was 
it's kind of an old piece by Prem Thacker. It was published uh, March 8th. And this is from the Holy Roller herself, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders of Arkansas. And yes, her daddy was, you know, Minister Huckabee. You know, the guy who just thinks he is holier than everyone else. And Sarah's no different. And she's done the pro-life thing. Keep in mind, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was also one of Trump's many um, White House press secretaries. So, you know, she is very comfortable making excuses for political criminals. She's very comfortable making excuses for those who push an agenda that is, you know, neo-Nazi light. Let's call it what it is. And there's nothing Christian about it, but she's going to just, she's going to basically keep pushing her Christian credentials. All right. Of course, these are the Christians that actually believe that, you know, Jesus was a white man that maybe resembled Brad Pitt with long, shiny, blonde hair. Newsflash, Jesus was a man of color. He probably looked a lot more like Colin Kaepernick than Brad Pitt. But he wasn't a white man. But they will still push that. Okay? So, anyway, this is from the... Um, <laughs> I can't help myself, okay? This hypocrisy. It, 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 and these people say it with a straight face, okay? I, I just can't help but mock them. So, the New Republic... Uh, the headline is Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders signs law making child labor easier. And then the subtitle is Save the Children and in parentheses or not. So first it gives this article gives you a history of child labor. So the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938 came about and it banned uh, basically allowing children to work in jobs if they were younger than age 16. It also banned them from any occupation or job or those younger than 18 if the job was deemed to be dangerous. Okay. Now look at that, 1938. It took that long. Now, those of you, and this is why the teaching of history, a true history, is so important. There, before that, there were babies as young as age six working in coal mines. I have a book with full photographs, all right? This is the true history, whose lives were undoubtedly cut short by coming down with black lung disease. They undoubtedly lived to 30. This is what we're talking about. And so in 1938, under FDR, some of the worst abuses of uh, predatory capitalism were reversed, Okay? Now, when I call it predatory capitalism, that doesn't mean I'm a communist, because y'all don't know what you're talking about anyway, and it doesn't mean I'm against capitalism if it's fair. Predatory capitalism refers to a system where the rich basically live like kings, and they can abuse anybody, and there's no rules, no regulations. That's abuse, baby. So again, the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938 banned that type of child employment. Now we go to 2023, and Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she signed a bill that, quote, rolls back child labor protections, and this is as documented by the NewRepublic.com, an article titled, Shocking, Sickening Reality of Child Labor in America. 
Now, it's ironically, the, the bill she signed is ironically titled the Youth Hiring Act. And it eliminates, quote, existing law that requires children under 16 to obtain an official employment certificate issued by the state's Department of Labor. Now, it goes on to say, and I'm reading straight from the article, quote, this certificate process is one of the only oversight mechanisms for child labor in the state and verifies children's actual age before letting them work, end quote. So, essentially, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the ultimate church lady, even in her teens, uh, saying she's so pro-life, she's basically signed off on eliminating one of the few transparency tools we have to hold unsavory or abusive employers accountable. Yeah, so much for her being pro-life. All right, so this is what's happening here. Okay. Now, the bill passed both Republican-dominated chambers, and then Sanders signed off on it. Now, the bill was signed off on after... Uh, Hannah Dreyer published a shocking New York, excuse me, New York Times report, quote, revealing a shadow workforce of migrant children across industries in every state, like 12-year-old roofers in Florida and Tennessee, or 13-year-olds in Michigan making auto parts on an overnight shift that ends at 6.30 a.m. I've got to read this one again, all right? Take it in. The ultimate church lady, you know, Mike Huckabee's daughter, you know, the, uh, what is it, the religious right. Sarah Huckabee Sanders signed off on a bill right after Hannah Dreyer published a shocking New York Times report, quote, revealing a shadow workforce of migrant children across industries in every state like 12-year-old roofers in Florida and Tennessee or 13-year-olds in Michigan making auto parts on an overnight shift that ends at 6.30 a.m. or in meat plants from Alabama to Minnesota, end quote. And again, it's not just me saying it. It's the New York Times. You can go to the report yourself, um, NewYorkTimes.com. It published in February February 25th, 2023, uh, the title is Unaccompanied Migrant Child Workers Exploitation. Okay? It's right there. You can check it out yourself. I would have downloaded it, but I don't have a um, um, subscription in the New York Times. So, the article in the New Republic goes on to say, quote, the, elimita- the elimination of the basic accountability measure may make it easier for companies to exploit children for their labor and time, end quote. Yeah, Frank, any of you have kids, and a kid is really eager to go to work because maybe they want to buy new clothes or they want to get a car or whatever. Kids are naive, even the most, and it's easy to exploit them and take advantage of them. This is totally unethical. It's evil. So anyway, the article in the New Republic quoted uh, Laura Kellams, who is a North is the Northwest Arkansas Director for Arkansas Advocates for Children and Families. And she told a local state radio station, KNWA, that while she is not opposed to more kids gaining work experience, there is still a concern for their neglect. She went on to say, quote, 
That paperwork is only so that as a parent, we can ensure that a parent is aware that the child is getting the job and the hours worked don't violate child labor laws. Kellams went on to say, quote, for example, you can't hire a young person under 16 to work like 6 p.m. to midnight at your restaurant. They have to be finished with work by 7, and that's all about making sure that they're home and can go to bed in time to be able to learn the next day at school, end quote. And that last point's really important. This isn't about labor. This is about not only exploiting and taking advantage of child laborers, but it's also about depriving adults of those jobs because an adult is going to need a living wage. They can pay kids a lot less and get away with it because the kids don't know better. And the kids don't have the legal power of the children don't have contractual rights. That's the other thing that these articles didn't mention. A child can't sign off on a contract. They just can't. So if you can't sign off on a contract, that means you can't organize, you you can't negotiate for better terms. And that's another reason why these big corporations love child labor. Make no mistake about it. And then it go it gets more evil than that. This is really also about once these kids are so exhausted, no, they can't concentrate in school. It's about depriving them not only of an education, depriving them of a future. This is the ultimate wage slavery. Make no mistake about it. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders damn well knows that. Loomis pro-life. As far as I'm concerned, she may as well just put on her white hood and swastika and be done with it. And I won't take it back. So it isn't just Sarah Huckabee Sanders, though. The loosening of child work protections um, basically follows other legislation in other states that have been introduced, you know, all the way from Iowa and Wisconsin to Minnesota and New Hampshire. All of these states are pushing heavily. The Republicans are to roll back child labor protections and let companies basically steal their childhood, their health, even their lives in dangerous work. Now, come on, people in Florida and Tennessee would you really be comfortable with a 12-year-old working on your roof? I know I wouldn't. Seriously. 12-year-olds working in the roofing industry on your roof. Good God. But this is what's happening. And I also blame corporate Democrats because they enable the worst the worst uh the worst actions of the GOP because they won't fight. They'll wring their hands and they'll say, oh, we got to do something, but they won't fight. Because at the end of the day, corporate Democrats get campaign contributions, and let's call them what they are, legalized bribes from the same corporations the Republicans do. Our system is thoroughly corrupt, but at least they're thorough in their corruption, that is. Um, you know, this is this article goes on to um, mention Huckabee Sanders again. Um, I'm just going to read this as it says in the article. Quote, during her response, in other words, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, okay, as documented by the New Republic, quote, during her response to the State of the Union, when she wasn't pontificating on critical race theory, left-wing rituals, and woke fantasies, or even just herself, Sanders shared her vision for what Republicans aim to do for America's children. Quote, 
Here in Arkansas and across America, Republicans are working to end the policy of trapping kids in failing schools and sentencing them to a lifetime of poverty, end quote, she said. And then the last line is very apt. I wish I had written it. It says, quote, it seems Republicans are working to implement policies that trap kids in meatpacking factories instead, end quote. And it's very true. Okay, so their answer, the Republican answer to failing schools apparently is just saying they don't deserve school at all. That's what it is. Now, again, there's more about child labor here in the United States. Um, A lot to deal with here. I'm just going to touch upon a few more things before we move on. Okay, so this is a piece written by Timothy Noah. It's t- and it ran in. I should have put the link at the beginning, and I didn't. I put it at the end for some silly reason. Um, good lord. Okay, it ran in the New Republic as well. Timothy Noah. Okay, so this is another piece. It's not just all about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, though it's a lot of fun to pick on her. I, I admit that. I she steps right into it with her hypocrisy. But this is titled The Shocking, Sickening Reality of Child Labor in America. Um, The subtitle is Large Corporations Have Made the Enforcement of Labor Protections for Frontline, Low-Wage Workers, Other People's Problem. And so this is really about contracting and subcontracting. Um, And so what they talk about here, um, which they call, you know, these – they refer to these pro-labor – pro-child labor bills is Dickensian, which it is. Um, in New Hampshire, Republican Governor Chris Sununu, who is also a Republican contender for the presidential race, signed a bill that, quote, allows 14-year-old busboys to clear tables where liquor is served and expands from 30 to 35 the number of hours 16- and 17-year-olds may work during the school year. That's too much. Um, there's more. Okay. Again, Based on the investigation done by Hannah Dreyer in the New York Times, uh, Ms. Dreyer is the one that revealed this, quote, shadow workforce of migrant children across industries in every state included, as I said before, quote, 12-year-old roofers in Florida and Tennessee, 13-year-old girls washing hotel sheets in Virginia, a 13-year-old boy in Michigan making auto parks in the overnight shift that ends at 6.30 a.m., a 12-year-old working for a Hyundai subsidiary in Alabama, And it goes on to say, quote, the good news is that the Cheetos you're snacking on or the Fruit of the Loom socks warming your feet may have been manufactured right here in the United States. The bad news is they may have been made with child labor. Okay. Um, Many of these child laborers are children of migrant children of color. uh, And basically the racism card comes into play. Not to mention that these are jobs, as I said before, that should have been offered to adults then companies would have to pay a fair wage. So not only is this wage slavery, as I've said again, it also exposes children to abuse, but it also robs these children of the future because they're being deprived of not only access to an education, but the ability to actually take advantage of that education and be, you know, uh, strong enough to actually concentrate in school. Okay? That's what it is. And as I said before, these children can't negotiate contracts. And, you know, the people that wrote these bills, it, it just occurred to me, 
this may be a way to destroy this renewed child labor. Children can't legally negotiate contracts. Other parents can, but um, this is why these these companies love this because they know these kids, you know, are stuck. All righty. Um, now, it should be mentioned in the New York Times piece that the federal government does know these children, these migrant children are here, but they, they've trusted the Department of Health and Human Services, um, you know, is going to actually connect these migrant kids to sponsoring families. But then once a kid's assigned to a family, Health and Human Services, just is, they just do a, cr- a crappy job of keeping track. And um, this was based on what Hannah Dreyer found, uh, based on interviews with child I'm sorry, based on interviews with child welfare caseworkers. And approximately two thirds of the kids end up working full time. Okay, so this is what's going on here. Um, and then when you look at how this is happening, now you have a lot of large corporations. Now there was a uh, a book written by David Weil, who was the Labor Department Wage and Hour Administrator under President Obama. Now, Mr. Weil failed to gain Senate confirmation to return to that job in, a, in the Biden administration. Uh, and this is, again, as uh, documented by, by the New Republic. Um, but Weil wrote a book in 2013 called The Fishered Workplace. Uh, and part of it is you've got employees that are being replaced by gig workers. So that's why a lot of people can't find full-time work. And they call it worker misclassification. Um, but it's it's not just about gig work. There's an invisible problem uh, based, based on subcontracting and franchising. So, you know, what happens is large corporations um, basically subcontract out, okay? And subcontractors win contracts by giving the lowest bid. And the subcontractors are basically told, you're going to have the, the problem of labor protections and labor law, that's your problem now. And the Fortune 500 company that hires the subcontractors, they don't want to hear about it. And essentially what's happening is the big corporations are basically practicing a pattern of what's called in the, in the law, quote, willful ignorance. And it's pushed by corporate the idea of out of sight, not of potential legal liability. But that's not what the law actually says. All right? You know, the, a policy of willful ignorance where, you know, the corporation, the Fortune 500 corporation, and the lawyers for that Fortune 500 corporation, they just go, we don't want to know about it. You know, if there's abuses, not our problem. If we don't know about it, we're not responsible. But there's been plenty of court cases where several judges, including conservative judges, have said, Actually, willful ignorance practiced by a corporation is not an excuse. You're still liable. And we'll be talking about that another time. We don't have time to cover it today, but we will talk about that. Um, but it's, you know, basically there's a fall guy, and the time story gives a good example. There's a group called Hearthside Food Solutions, and you probably never heard of Hearthside. But you've heard of Frito-Lay. Frito-Lay makes Cheetos. You've heard of General Mills. General Mills makes Lucky Charms and Nature Valley Granola Bars. But Frito-Lay and General Mills couldn't do what they do without Hearthside. Hearthside is, according to this story, the country's largest contract manufacturer. 
And according to his article, it says, quote, Hearthside, in turn, relies in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where 15-year-old Carolina Young from Guatemala works an assembly line stuffing bags of Cheerios into yellow boxes on a local staffing agency. Um, now, when Dreyer did her story on this, uh, it says, quote, a representative from Hearthside told Dreyer it did not require the staffing agency to verify its workers' ages. So now Hearthside is practicing willful ignorance. And General Mills and, um, what's the other one, Frito-Lay are also practicing willful ignorance. And they get away with it because these cases haven't been brought to the forefront. Willful ignorance of criminal behavior on the part of companies is not an excuse. Just because you – it's kind of like saying, um, you know, let's say you – contract out. Let's say you want to rob a bank, okay? And you subcontract it out to some local thugs and you tell them, I just want my cut. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know what you did, how you did it. We don't know each other. That's willful ignorance, but you still benefited from that willful ignorance. You are still criminally liable. That's what's happening here. Make no mistake about it. And, you know, that type of Situation allows big corporations like General Mills to get off the hook. That's it. Now, according to this piece, the Biden Labor, Department's Labor Department did say they would begin. No, I'm sorry. According to this piece, the Biden Labor Department did say that they had already begun an investigation of Hearthside. And um, so we'll just see. We don't know if the Labor Department's going to be able to follow through. Okay. This is what we're dealing with, folks. All right. So now, hmm, a little water here. All right. So now we're going to take a little break and get ready for our little features. And we are back. Now we are getting ready for my little Margie. Okay. Give me a second here, folks. What will our little blonde Neanderthal do next? PNN presents my little Margie. What will our little blonde Neanderthal do next? We'll never know. Margie is exasperating. But it's just the way she is. She can't help it if she's an ignorant ass. After all, what can I say? That's, come on, Vern. There we go. All right. So what will my little, what will our Margie do next? Well, you know, this week, and it ties in with our jackass of the week as well, 
I had to voice my concerns about our little Margie. Um, you know, apparently, um, you know, Margie is having some fits here about everything from RFK Jr. spouting anti-Semitic and racist garbage to the Barbie movie. And, you know, among other things, and this ties in with our jackass of the week as well you know the barbie movie don't you know it isn't just a movie for little girls apparently it is all about wokeism and then there's this rumor that don't you know ken has low t you know low testosterone is this a trans plot well for further investigation i duly reported to our favorite Bonnie neanderthal that well, it isn't just that Ken has low T or low testosterone. Oh, my God. Someone stole Ken's junk. You know, after all, did little Margie not notice that Barbie and Ken don't have any genitals? So the real question is, who stole Ken's junk? We don't care about Barbie's junk, but just who stole Ken's junk? And apparently it isn't just little Margie. No. Now, this ties in with our jackass of the week, because apparently we have, we've got so many jackasses this week, it's kind of scary. I'm just going to say it, okay? So, apparently, you also have Ted Cruz, who is all out of sorts, all out of sorts over, you know, the fact that this Barbie movie has all sort of wokeism going on. It's just something. So we're going to kind of combine the two, all right? I I thought I had gotten this together, and, again, I'm just not that good at technology. So, again, our little Margie, she was not only worried about Ken's junk, but then she was worried about Hunter Biden's junk. And I don't know if any of you saw, but, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, that's our little Margie, she had a picture of Hunter Biden's junk, and apparently Hunter Biden was having sex in a video with some woman, and, you know, apparently Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't understand that the very pornography that she says she's against, she was promoting, because if she's so worried about kids seeing this, and here she is holding up a picture, a big, a big blown-up photograph for kids to see. Now, luckily, you know, the news media covered it up. I'm not interested in seeing, you know, Hunter Biden's royal jewels, if you will. I don't really care. Hunter Biden is not part of the Biden administration. Does he have problems? Yes. Did he cheat on his taxes? Possibly. If that's the case, then the law should follow through. As far as I can tell, President Biden is not having DOJ interfere on Hunter's behalf, as it should be. But once again, Margie is just, she she was holding her glasses and really inspecting Hunter Biden's junk. And I'm thinking, okay, Margie, are you kind of hot for Hunter? That's what I think is going on here. Our Margie is hot for Hunter. And that's our little Margie for this week. Honestly, Margie, if you're hot for Hunter Biden's junk, Showing it for the public to see is not a good idea, sweetums. Uh, But what will we do? Our little Margie just can't help it. 
if her IQ doesn't reach the three digits, goodbye. All right, so that's our little Margie. And kind of bear with me if I'm not getting all the tech right. So now we have a prominent jackass of the week. And again, Senator Ted Cruz. Oop, I went ahead. Let's get our jackass going. Here we go. Welcome to PNN's Jackass of the Week Awards. Oh, Jack, you sound wonderful. You could give Ted elocution lessons. Okay, so this week, our jackass of the week happens to be Senator Ted Cruz and his criticism, once again, of the dangerous Barbie movie. Apparently, again, I think Ted has daughters, and surely they have Barbie dolls. Did he never notice that Barbie and Ken, once again, didn't have any genitals? But Ted Cruz is worried about it, so I guess he's worried that perhaps someone, again, stole Ken's junk. You know, if this is all Ted Cruz has to do, then we are truly a nation in trouble because it is so asinine. It is beyond the pair. I cannot understand why he would go on air voicing his, uh, you know, his irritation at the Barbie movie. Good Lord, man. You know, things are, you know, the planet is on fire and he's worried about Ken's junk, you know. You gotta wonder, I I can see where Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's looking at Hunter Biden's junk, I I don't know, maybe she's hot for Hunter, as I said a minute ago, in which case, you know, showing his junk for the world to see is not the way to get on Hunter's good side, and I don't think Hunter's into the whole blonde Neanderthal look, but then you got Ted Cruz once again, and you're kind of wondering, okay, Ted, does Heidi have something to worry about? Are you into Ken's junk, too? I don't know. Some of us will never know. But again, that is the Jackass of the Week. Pray on, Ted. Pray on. Okay. So we have one more feature. All right. And this is the erudite stylings of Randy Rainbow. And given the bigotry that have been pushed by Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham and the hatred and the racism at the border. This seems very appropriate. So take it away, Randy Rainbow. Ted Cruz. Lindsay.
Okay. So that was Randy Rainbow once again telling the truth. All righty. So here's the deal here. Uh, it seems like every week, this this is kind of final thoughts, every week it's another emergency. You can't keep up with it. It's impossible. And sometimes you just have to mock these people for just how ridiculous they are, but they're also dangerous. All right? This show was dedicated to the idea that migrant children are being abused and endangered and by alleged adults that know better. I don't care where you stand on the immigration policy. What I do care about is the fact anybody who can remain silent to this human rights abuse, this crime against humanity that is clearly a sign of extreme child abuse and reckless child endangerment. If you can remain silent with this going on, then you are part of the problem. These are policies that would have received Adolf Hitler's approval. Make no mistake about it. Because back then, it was Jewish children that they were fine with raping and abusing and killing and experimenting on. Now it just happens to be children of Hispanic and Latina migrants. But the crime is the same. And anyone who remains silent during this egregious crime against humanity, this evil, if you will, you cannot call yourself pro-life and you cannot call yourself a good anything, much less a good Christian. It doesn't work that way. Keep in mind, and I'll leave you with this thought. Those of you that claim to be good Christians, Jesus was once also a migrant child of color. That's our show for today. I hope you learned something. Um, we're going to keep trying to, to let you know what's going on. And with that, I say good night and God bless the children. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.